Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you're listening, around the world, this is Sedona Talk Radio. Hello, 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 and this is Helena Steiner-Hornstein speaking to you from a different part of the world than where you are. I believe so, because I don't think I have anyone in the Dominican Republic. Maybe I do. Maybe I really do. I don't know. If that's the case, please uh, let me know about you and where you are and uh, and, um, send me an email. So, um, well, it has been a time, a little while since we spoke to each other. I totally missed out uh, on on my December show, mostly because I was out in the Caribbean, of course. But also there were so many other things to do. You know, I have a family, and like we all have families, most of us at least have families somewhere, and they take time. They need us. So I would like to wish everyone not only Happy New Year, but a happy new continuation of this new year. I think this should be a good year. The world is so messed up. We just have to make it, and all of us help it make this a very good year. And it could. And uh, then we go back. I have some questions, and, you know, I have... uh, uh, made printouts and I put them around and when I need them I see here I don't really see the ones I wanted to get to immediately but you know something about the Dominican Republic I don't know how many of you have been here I think there are lots of tourists coming here now into Punta Cana where I am that are I mean flights are coming in packed with people from all over the world every day I think only from Moscow, there were not 97 planes coming in in one week. Can you believe that? This is not a very big island, but you have all these people wanting to be out in the sun in the Caribbean. Uh, This location is on the very far east point of the island where the Atlantic meets the Caribbean Sea. So you have beautiful winds blowing through all the time. And uh, the island of the Dominican Republic, it shares this island with Haiti, which is one-third of the island on the west side. And then across the water from there, you have Cuba. So now maybe you know, because you know most people don't know where this place is. They say, oh, I never heard of that. Oh, I heard of it, but where is it? They think it could be in Africa, you know. But anyway, it's out in the Caribbean, and it's a lovely place to visit. One thing that uh, is very characteristic for this island is it's very beautiful. It's tropical, and it's beautiful. You have beautiful beaches. And I don't get paid for this, you know, by the Dominican government. No, I think so anyway. It's a beautiful island. Here you have a lot of poverty, however, and people live not so well. They live in little humble places, little shacks sometimes, and houses with no real floor. And then after that, you have nothing and nothing and nothing, and now you get to see big houses and bigger houses and bigger houses and even bigger, bigger houses. So this is how this uh, island is composed. 
you know, or the rich and the not at all rich. I would call them poor. But people are happy. And one thing they all have in common that I have noticed, the air, yes, the air, but the air in a different way. They open up their windows. Here in our world, we have started to use air conditioning wherever we go. And also here in the big hotels, they close their windows and you have to use the air conditioning. Whereas those who live here, they open up their windows. And the new homes have been constructed and they have been designed so they can take care of the wind in a different way. They are environmentally friendly, which means that you don't need all that electricity in your homes the way you do if you have the air conditioning on. So you open up your windows and you have this wonderful, healthy oxygen blowing in over you. And you have high ceilings. And the high ceilings now, in turn, they have angles uh, built into the ceiling. So when the wind comes, it's thrown up in the ceiling and then it's thrown around in the room so you have a beautiful ventilation inside of the home. And all houses are built, the new ones are built in concrete, which means they stay when it blows. You know, if we have hurricanes here, the housing stays. And if it burns, you know, it doesn't burn down. <laughs> so that would be the big difference. So, um, and what is so wonderful also is that you can buy fruit that has grown just the day before, whereas in the other Western countries, you buy fruit that was not ripe when it was picked and then is shipped over to the stores and you eat this unripe, you know, not ripe, ripened food uh, all the time. And I don't think, you know, that could be that good for us. So the reason why I'm saying this is I never eat fruit otherwise, but I do that when I'm out in the countries where they have fresh fruit available, like they have here. So, um, and I have a lot of questions uh, that have come in, and I have made printouts, and I'm going to go through a few of them. And um, I'm always happy to get more questions emailed to me. And if you want to call in, of course, you can always do that. Most people are so scared of calling me now <laughs> because uh, they usually have asked for healing sessions. And I haven't wanted to do that publicly some people like to do that publicly. I don't very much. I feel this is a very private moment between two people. And I don't want others to hear what I may say to these people. So anyway, are we closer to spirit in certain places is my title of this program today. And I feel here in the sun and the big blue sky, I feel closer to spirit. I really do. And maybe people do also because they are happy. They seem to dance uh, more, you know, like I see people just dancing on the beach. And they're not drunk, you know. <laughs> they do that anyway. And um, because they like, you know, their lives and they dance away maybe from their problems. So, um uh, I believe where you have joy, you also have spirit. 
So you are closer to spirit in many places in the world. And I have noticed also, and I tested that somehow. I don't like tests, but I have kind of found out that when I've been in new countries or in Europe then particularly, I sit down with a map in front of me and I kind of try to feel over the map with my hands where there are spiritual places. And uh, these, these are local maps. And then I drive to, and I mark them, and I drive to those places just to enjoy them. And so many times there is already a church or a place of worship in that particular place. It is amazing how that fits in. Sometimes it's just a very beautiful place, and I go there, but then there are already people there also enjoying that place. So we have this like a compass within us trying to guide us to those places of spirit. So um, there are some places that are more open to spirit than others. And those places have been there all along. And it just can be, you know, depending on all kinds of things. There are those who are into the rays in the ground and on earth and how those rays are meeting each other. And it could be one of those places. So also that not only are there spiritual places or that are more spiritual than others. And I had a show on that exactly about a year ago with um, Karen Tate, who specializes in goddess energy and the high energies of the world. And we spoke about that too. So maybe you can go back in the archives and listen to the show with Karen Tate from California. Now, the next thing is, you are close to spirit wherever you are. I'm repeating that. You have spirit within you, and you have this built-in compass to also find spiritual places and other spiritual people. So you have this guiding you all along. It's something that never goes away from you. It's part of the one that you are. You are a blueprint of all kinds of things. And one of those things is your, you know, guidance towards spirituality. So uh, now spirit within us and how close you are to spirit creates your consciousness. Consciousness is what we are. And once you have a very high consciousness, you are creating an energy field not only within you, but around you. And that makes other people of your consciousness, of your frequency, be drawn to you. And that is how you cluster together. So um, that explains a lot of questions that I have in front of me right now. And uh, one of those questions here is from Darlene, from Asa, from Faye, from Bettina. You know, they all have these questions. Why are you drawn to people, even if they're not good for you? 
and they all have said, these are women, they all have asked, why am I drawn to men even if they're not good for me? And that is the thing with this energy thing, that everything is energy. Everything is a certain consciousness. And when you have a consciousness of maybe, you know, in need, you are in need, you are a needy person. And you don't think you're needy, but you are needy in your heart. And those could be, you know, people who are very high positions in in the business, in politics, socially. I've seen that all over again and again, that people that you think are very secure within them because they're so prominent are not secure within them at all. So now they're drawn to someone who are like them, also needy, and they are in need of each other. But that doesn't always work that well. You know, if you both are in need, you just expect too much from each other. So now you are pushed away from each other and you go into different directions. So uh, this is the problem with us, that we condition ourselves without knowing it to be a certain way. So when you are happy with yourself and you have programmed yourself to be happy, and you condition yourself to be happy every day, and you meditate, and you use the white light, you pull in people who are exactly like you. And one woman who was like that, she said, yes, but I still don't meet any men. (laughs) And she was kind of upset that I had taught her this. And I said, well, when you finally meet a man, he will be exactly the right one for you. Just circulate a little bit more, go to new places. Maybe in the little place where you are, there is not that particular man who is exactly right for you. So widen your circle a little bit more. Go to lectures, go classes, travel, go to some place. And uh, this is how I've had very positive feedbacks also, just through that piece of advice that it's worthwhile to wait for the right person. And um, also, think about the consciousness, again, in the world. If you look at your planet now, everything is energy. Your feelings, the way you talk, the way you act, everything creates a consciousness. And that is what you create around you in that particular place. And now imagine that you were born into a place where you have wars and horrible things happen every day around you. You create this energy field of fear within you and around you. And you create this consciousness of fear and negativity around you and within you. So this is what you create in your land, you know, if everyone walks around with this consciousness of fear and negativity and terror within them or around them, that is what they create in that part of the world. And this is the reason why it's so hard to have peace in those places in the world. Many of them escape from that part of the world and start new lives in 
more peaceful areas of the world, and they can do so. They find it so easy to start a new life in those uh, new places of the world. But then there are others who cannot change that consciousness, and they are unhappy where they are, and they might still miss that particular fear and terror around them. So, you know, you have a choice what you want to do with your life. You have the choice if you want to be in the light or if you not don't want to be in the light. And what is this light I talk about so much? Many people ask me, what is the light? That is the God energy. That is spirit. I call this energy, this higher frequency that we call God, I like to call that the light. Because I see it as the light. And this is what I teach in the classes and on the one-on-one, you know, the light. And once you condition yourself to be with the light and in the light, your life will open up and you will be drawn to situations of the light. You'll be drawn to places of the light. You'll be drawn to new workplaces where everything shines and you'll be happier working there and you'll be drawn to people who are in the light. I always say I only meet people like me (laughs) and it's kind of amazing I do. And uh, I can stop somewhere in a supermarket and just look around and someone will come up to me and start a conversation. This happens a lot. And these are people who somehow are like me. They feel and talk and discuss things just like I do. And we open up a new dimension for ourselves once we start to use the white light in our lives. So um, the white light, how do I bring it in? Well, I say imagine it first. And this is confusing for, for some people. Imagine. Is that a reality? Yes. Imagination is a reality. Every little new invention you have seen around you, even a bed and a chair and a chest of drawers, has started with an imagination. Every single thing was created out of imagination. So now you also start to create this good energy called the white light. This is how people also start to create fear around them with imagination. Do you know fear has never existed in their lives yet? But they're so fearful that this could happen. Oh, I will probably fail on my exam. Oh, I will never find that man I love so much. I will never find that right woman. And you walk around and fear these things. And of course, you create this field of fearing so much that you turn it into your reality. So now, skip all that stuff. You know, just throw it away and say, no, I wish for a life in the light. And you just imagine that there is lots of light around you. And you imagine yourself standing in this 
ray of light coming from the above. And you imagine how it now enters your body from above and enters every little pore of your physical body. And it goes into your chest area. And once it goes into your chest area and your solar plexus, it creates a big circle of energy that rotates faster and faster and faster, clockwise. And now you have the light within you. And as you have received this light within you, and don't protest, you know, it has arrived within you. All you have to do is to imagine it. Now you pull in more light from above and you are protected, and you can stay, you can remain in this energy of the light shining over you for as long as you want. So imagine yourself in a big ray of white light and that the light shines all over you. You don't even have to visualize the light. Only imagine the feeling of light coming down over you right now, this moment. It makes you feel warm and happy and relaxed and so full of success. And now bring in the intention of being with the light to make your wishes come true. You know, this is just a little piece of instruction you can use any place. You don't have to travel to any place to find this. This is spirit being with you. And you don't have to travel to the Dominican Republic or a beautiful island in the South Pacific to experience spirit. Because this is spirit being with you. Spirit is everywhere. Spirit is with you right this very second. This is, you know, the universe. It's the God energy that uh, unknowingly to us is everywhere here on earth. We just have to allow it to shine around us more brightly. So, And in those places where you have all those injustices and fear and terror and so on, we should send them one light. And those people who are there, and I get messages from them too, you know. I I have listeners in over 84, 86 countries now. So I get a lot of emails uh, from people in those places. And if they start to put themselves more in the light, and allow the light to shine around them and their families, they will eventually notice a difference in their lives. So that is um, uh, uh, what, uh, here I have another question here, it just popped up. Um, I have an appointment with you in in eight days. Uh, it just came in. I just found out I'm pregnant. Can we still have the appointment or do we have to wait until I've given birth and this is Anna saying so and you know I've had this kind of email for a few from a few people so it must be going around that um, lots of pregnancies have happened just recently so um, 
Yes and no. Uh, you don't have to cancel your appointment. You can still keep it. I do not particularly like to work on pregnant women, particularly not when they are very, very, very pregnant. And I say that because then the soul of the child is so present in the reading that the reading can be more the reading for the child at times because the child, the soul of the child is mixing into this situation. So, uh, But then there are others who deliberately want to have a session with me when they're pregnant just to find out more about the child and who the child was before the child came to her. So, uh, And this is so interesting that uh, you know, I have found through my experience there are so many ideas and theories out there by the clergy who tell people when the soul is coming to the mother. Well, I have experienced this. I see this. So I think this opinion would be pretty valid. And when I, first of all, see a pregnant woman, the soul is already there. Now, before a woman gets pregnant, I see that soul around the woman. I see the soul of a baby, of a new child around her. I don't see it as a boy or girl as such, but I see see it as a little child or as a baby around the mother, usually around the feet of the mother. And it means that the soul is not quite with her yet or about to jump in, looking for the very first possibility because the child's, the soul of this child has chosen this mother for a particular reason. So sometimes this could also be the reason why it takes so long for some mothers to get pregnant because the soul hasn't chosen her yet. So she can send out a message out there in the universe, oh, please come to me, you know, I'll be a good mother, <laughs> or whatever, you know, your idea is. But then I've seen other, you know, mothers-to-be who had this soul around them. And I said, well, if you don't want to be pregnant, you know, you have to watch out because I have this soul who is taking any opportunity to jump into you, you know, at the first moment. And one woman once was 50 years old, and she said, no, I cannot. She was over 50 years old. No, I cannot get pregnant. Uh, I, I don't care, you know. She was married, and, you know, she had children already. And lo and behold, she got pregnant because that soul took the first opportunity to jump into her, you know, her body and to stay with her. Now, she didn't want to keep that baby, but this was her thing. She was, you know, she went to a doctor and she was not ready physically to con- to to give birth. But, you see, the soul didn't think so. And maybe she wasn't. Or maybe the soul had chosen to come to her in the form of, of a child with some kind of disability. So, you know, there's so many ways of looking at this. But the soul is around the mother before she gets pregnant. And this is what I've seen many times. And also that I've said to mothers, oh, you know, you have a possibility of getting pregnant. Do you want to get pregnant? They say, yes, I've been waiting for it. And then they call me up and say, 
I got pregnant the day after (laughs) I came to see you. Things like this. So it's a very, very interesting field where the souls being around us in their own dimension. We are dimensional beings. We exist actually right now through the dimensions. And when I work with people and when I heal people, I actually do this on a dimensional level. Because not all sicknesses, or most sicknesses maybe, are um, on a dimensional level. Some memory could have caused this, or some kind of fear that you have today could have implanted itself somehow. And some kind of lack of love, or if you have lost the love, can implant itself within your heart energy, your heart chakra energy, and create what which is so common, you know, breast cancer with women. Very often the breast cancer with women happens after they have lost a child, a mother or a husband, one way or the other. And then it's usually a year or two afterwards because they've taken it so much to their heart. So this is how it's so important to stay away from blockages through our dimensions. And how do we stay away from that? And how do we heal ourselves from those situations? Through allowing the white light to shine through us, through our bodies. And... um, we have uh, another one. I hope that is that one question led to another uh, answer, and I think that was good. I mentioned that for you. And um, we have, uh, what shall I say? I have these little notes here. Uh, and uh, we talk about the consciousness again and um, how... Uh, the consciousness that you carry around you is so important for how the world uh, will be. We talk about the environment. If you have a, a consciousness of a lower frequency, you don't realize that we live in a, at a time of environmental dangers. But if you have a higher consciousness you realize that everything is a cause and effect to what we do to our planet and how our planet is is kind of suffering. I'm in America when I'm home in Florida. I hear these weather reports daily. Oh, the temperature is now below normal. Or I hear just two days later, oh, it's now above normal. So it goes from far too high up and far too low down. And, of course, the nature, our nature is not quite used to that, so it has to recondition itself. And eventually it will be able to survive this, as we will also. But we will have a time now of difficult conditions, how to manage to survive during difficult times with our environment. And I'm thinking mainly for the animals, how we have to protect our animals during these difficult times. And I'm not giving predictions because I don't give predictions. 
many uh, want me to give predictions for them, but I don't. Um, I don't quite like predictions because I believe there is always a way out somehow. And if someone tells you, you know, oh, you will never be producing this book, I don't see a book in your future, and you kind of listen to that tape because they always give you a tape to listen to, and you take that in and you skip that book. And that goes back to another question I have here in front of me, which is, oh, will I ever be able to write a book? I feel I would so much like to write a book. I I dream about it and I feel it and I just have this urge to write a book. And then I'm saying, yes, of course, if you have that urge within you, and she also had mentioned in her email that she had been told that she would never write a book and she still wanted to write this book. And I'm saying, if you have that urge within you, do it because you can change your reality. No one is going to tell you what is possible or not possible in your life. Nobody. Not I, not anyone. I'm just saying it's your choice what you make possible in your life. Your life depends on your decisions. 90%, I think, depends on what you make it to be, and the rest 10% is what you were given. I think this is what they say out there, you know, that the proportions are... So you can make your good fortune. If you want to write a book, it's because you have a good story to tell. Your voice will tell your point of view. You will share your ideas with the world. If you tell your life story to the world, it will be unique. I got another email from a lady in uh, Sweden, and... uh, Suddenly, out of the blue, she sends me a story about her childhood. And she had sent it to me and many of her friends. I saw that because she hadn't made it a blind copy. And she just told me a little bit about her life, how she grew up and how they used to serve coffee you know, on a nice summer day and how the neighbors came and how her uncle came and how she felt about them. I loved reading that. This was a simple day-to-day story about how a young girl lived 50 years ago. And this is what I say to all of you. You have a story to tell. And all of us, even if we have lived very full lives, I feel I have lived a very, very full life, and I still listen to others, and I still make notes when I go to church, and I still make notes when I go to other people's lectures, because you learn all the time. I was so irritated with a lady once uh, who came to a whole week seminar, and you know, uh, people took notes, and they were part of the whole thing in, in, in a great way, and she just sat there, and she told me, oh, I know all this, I just want to listen. And uh, she didn't take one single note. And then at the end of the seminar, she said something that was so showing that she, if anyone, would have needed to take notes because 
she just put herself above everyone else and felt that she was the Almighty in knowledge. And we all are our own Almighty in knowledge, but there is always more. And we all have this something more within us, and that is your spirit. And that one will never end in its you know, glory and, and energy, so to speak. So if you want to write a book, go ahead and write that book. I have made so many write books, and they have been very happy with that. And you know, when I wrote my first book, Constant Awakening, and I tell the story just to tell you, you know, what can happen. (laughs) Constant Awakening sells extremely well, by the way, all over the world now. Through bookstores and through, um, you know, independent bookstores and through the Internet, maybe uh, less over Amazon because it's somehow connected to places I visit and my lectures and so on. But I'm selling tens of thousands of that book and I get more orders all the time. So if you haven't read Constant Awakening, written by Helena Steiner-Hornstein, read it. I've had people who have said it has changed their lives. I have people who were foreign. They didn't know English very well. They said, my goodness, I didn't even notice it was in English, but it changed my life. But anyways, to go back when I wrote uh, my first book, which was Constant Awakening, but it it didn't turn out that way. (laughs) Uh, I took a year, you know, I sat four or five or even six hours a day to write that book, and it took me the year. And I ended up with something that was almost 400 pages long, but it was full of a lot of stuff, good stuff, my experiences, my views, spirituality and healings and everything. And when I finished the book, I sold my house and I was moving. And um, I uh, uh, took a few, made copies. Of course, I had the hard copy on the computer. This was an older computer, and I was going to buy a new uh, computer eventually, but it, it functioned very well. It was a good computer. So I had the hard copy on the computer. I put a few more copies on on disks, and then I um, printed out four more copies, and I put them in a box. So I felt I had protected myself. So now I moved to the new place. Well, unfortunately, the movers dropped the computers, a computer and lost. I lost all memory. It was gone. So I bought myself a new computer, and I thought, well, I have those disks. But now the new computer couldn't couldn't take those old disks. I had to convert those disks. I couldn't do that, so gave it to my computer nerd, you know, my computer guide. And he said, sure, I can do that, no problem. took my disks and um, was going to convert them and give me the new disks. And uh, so he went back home, and um, all was fine, and now I needed my new, my disks, my new disks. I called him up and he said, you know, I lost the disk. I don't know where they are. 
I, I got your disc. I don't know where I put them. They're gone. I must have thrown them out just looking at them as old discs and threw them out. I'm sorry. Hey, sorry. I spent a year <laughs> on writing this thing. And I thought, well, I can always convert my manuscripts to discs. And I looked for that. I looked for that box with my manuscripts. It was nowhere to be found. And I know it has happened to all of us. When we move, there is always one box or two boxes that disappear. I put this particular box with some books. Maybe it was just that odd piece that was couldn't be put onto the truck and they just threw it out. I don't know. I had just put books on the the outside. I don't know what happened. The box was not there. It was gone. I had spent one year on writing that book and it was completely gone. No sign for my effort. Do you know, I didn't try to kill myself. I didn't try to scream I was suddenly that moment so grateful. It seems weird that I say that, but it's actually the truth. I was at that moment so grateful for the time I had to write my book because I got to learn all about myself, my weaknesses, and what I had gone through in life, who was a friend, who was a foe, so to speak. I had seen what I had gone wrong and what I had done right. And I'd seen what one could have done. And, you know, all those things. I certainly had learned wisdom through that book. I couldn't have done it any other way. So now I still needed a book. And I had a friend around me, you know, at that time I was dating someone. And he said, oh, you need to write a book. And I said, no, I spent a year doing that. I'm not doing that again. I cannot do that. He said, oh, write a short one. People don't read big books anyway. Write a much shorter one. Just get to the point. And so I did. You know, I sat down and in less than a month, I had constant awakening. But was already in my soul, was already in my heart. I had the main points all there. I skipped all that small talk and I got right in there. Who was spirit? How could I connect with spirit? How did I connect with spirit? And also, I start to have conversations with God as I wrote this book, the second book. I mean, the second version, which was the shorter version, which is the one you can buy right now. I started to have conversations with God and channeled a lot of the stuff that came down. That's why it's so to the point and so life-changing. Constant awakening. You can get it through Amazon. Really, really did something. Because what God told me that when I said, oh, no, it's too short. Well, it's, I don't know if it's 200 pages or something, but it's it, it's long enough. And I said, no, I should have it longer. And God told me at that moment, no, tell them to read it again and again. So they will get more messages each time they read it. And this is the amazing truth. 
where people read this book again and then a year later again and they then again six months later and it's always a new book. That is what they are telling me. It is a dimensional book. I didn't mean to kind of promote my book Constant Awakening in this particular show, but so I did. And maybe that is for a reason. Maybe it means that you listening to that to this right now, you are meant to order this book through Amazon. Helena Steiner Hornstein, Constant Awakening. It is a book where you may cry at times also, but it is a book where you certainly can feel the presence of spirit around you. So that was my little prep talk here. And then I have um, a, a little you know, question about frequencies, where people ask me about frequencies. What is frequencies? And I talk about frequencies a lot because we are frequencies. We all vibrate at a certain frequency. And this is how I can heal people in different parts of the world. And I even had someone who wrote that question uh, to me, how can you heal people in different places? How can you be in one place and you heal somebody else in a different place? Yes, yes this is the quantum physics. You can, according to quantum physics, be in one place and connect with someone else in a different place. Because all you do is just get together in the same vibration. What I do, I connect with you and pull you into the frequency that I represent. And now together, you and I are going into the light and the light does the work. According to quantum physics, we are all part of a big energy field where we all vibrate at a certain frequency. And those of the same frequency, that is the same consciousness, are drawn to each other. That is why you have problem areas in certain areas of the world, of certain areas of a city, of certain areas of a country, of certain areas of workplaces, and so on. That is just a scientific proof. Oh, that's not science, I would say. Well, it is. Talk to a scientist. You are probably not a scientist, or not a good one, if you speak like that. Find out more about Einstein tap type of science. That is what we are talking about. And Einstein also said that imagination is so much more important than the knowledge itself because knowledge comes from imagination. Isn't that exciting? And on that note, I have a question here that... Uh, oh, yes, uh, this was uh, Dennis. 
Dennis in Miami. He came to one of my um, lectures, and uh, he didn't like, he kind of didn't like when I said you have to be humble before God or before spirit. And he said, I'm a Catholic. Uh, and um, he asked me if I'm Catholic. Well, I'm Protestant. I don't know, you know what difference that makes. Uh, but um, anyway, he thought I was Catholic because he was Catholic. And there you have to be humble, you know, like a worm in the dust sort of thing. That's what he said, at least. And he didn't like that. He liked to be superior, you know. He wanted to shine. And then I'm saying, you know, in the process, and this is the answer to to uh, uh, Dennis, that you are, I am the light energy. You, Dennis, and I, Helena, and everyone out there is representing something called I am the light energy, which is the loving presence of our creator uh, within each one of us. It's the loving presence of our God within each one of us. And I also understand that this energy is the true reality of my being making me a spiritual being inside my physical body. And the essence of this energy is of frequency so high that with the limitation of my human mind, I can only comprehend it as white light. This is how I get back to white light. Now, in this process, you go through something called humbleness or humility. It simply means, and listen to this, it simply means to let go and listen to spirit with no human judgment and reasoning. And this was what you were doing. And this is what we do, you know, we judge. It means you have to be absolutely unconditional and remember that there is an ultimate power that is bigger than you are. No matter who you are and no matter how much you think you know with your human mind. And God, yeah, I tell you, I have met so many of those, usually the guys in their 20s. Oh, they know everything. And everything I say is wrong and I don't know and I should read books and all kinds of things. You know, it's amazing what you have to put up with sometimes when you deal with ignorance. So anyway, to understand humility is to know that it is impossible to hear the truth directly from spirit when or if you have decided to remain in the state of human logic and indoctrination. When you're humble, you know that there is something bigger than you are. You have to be humble to recognize the power of spirit and that spirit was there before you. Do you hear that? Spirit was there before you. And spirit created you. Did you hear that? Spirit created you. And spirit was there before you and before me and everyone else. Spirit created the greatness of your human mind and everything that you know and call your world. 
To be humble means you have to let go of your human ego, be completely unconditional, and listen to what spirit has to say. You allow this higher power and not your physical ego to speak to your heart. Back to your heart. We have to listen more to our hearts. All this is in my new book and uh, about you know, this particular uh, thing about listen to spirit, listen to your heart, and to be humble. To be humble and to show humbleness is just to recognize there is something higher than my human limitation. That makes me much smarter and much more knowledgeable than those who stay within the human limitation and the human knowledge you know, who stay within. So there are so many wonderful things out there. I would love to hear from you. I'm Helena Steiner-Hornstein, or Helena Margareta. But, you know, so many people wanted, although they like to call me Helena Margareta, and I want, they want me to use the two names, they still want me to use this Helena Steiner-Hornstein because they think it's fun to say it. And I think it's fun to say it, too. Nothing wrong with it. It shows a lot of energy. So uh, we are now coming towards the end. And um, again, remember that you have a voice. And your voice can be heard if you want to do lectures or you want to give workshops or you want to write a book. You have something to say, whoever you are. It's not actually the big marketing guys who have the big knowledge, except for how to market themselves, usually. Everything is unfortunately marketing here in this world that you kind of promote a good idea. But then I notice all my work is consisting of other people referring me to whoever. I have not been able to promote myself very well, but other people have helped me do so, and they recommend me. So if you feel someone would benefit from coming to me and my private sessions, they will benefit. I just looked at someone who wrote something here. I just read that uh, this morning, and she said, it's a different language, so I'm translating as I go. I want to start with a big thanks for our session together. I feel so much happier, and everyone can see that too. I have comments. Uh, and I have noticed I'm so much more alert and have much more energy, which is so useful for me in my work. A fantastic change in my life. Thank you, thank you. Only such a thing, just to pep up your energy and to be more active uh, where you are and to get rid of this blah, blah, you know, in your life, which is sometimes getting to be a habit. So do the light. Have the light within you and around you. And just this very moment, feel how the light is coming down over you. And those who have been with me and have been programmed to this code, clear, clear, use it now. 
Just sit in the light and clear, clear, brush off your problems. Brush away your blockages. Brush away your physical blockage. And feel you are now in the light and that you love, you just love to be in the light. Have a wonderful continuation of this blessed year, 2015. Make it a good year for yourself and everyone around you. You can. It's allowed, you know. Wherever you are, you can still make it a good year for you and those around you. I give you your permission. <laughs> it is, you know, I say everything lovingly and that's why I laugh so much. Because it's one thing we have to do is to learn to laugh at ourselves. Do not take yourself too seriously. Dance in your life, even if you are by yourself. Turn on some music and dance around. Just the way they do here in the Dominican Republic. People dance very easily, very often, just because they want to make their day a better day. And you can make your day a wonderful day also, anytime. My websites are, one, speakingtoyourheart.com, www.speakingtoyourheart.com. Dot com and also Activale, A, C for Charles, T for Tom, I, V for Victor, A, L for Love, E for Edward. Activale and Speaking to Your Heart is one and the same website, but I have Speaking to Your Heart because it's easier to understand and to remember. And then I have another website, it's old. But it seems to be doing really well. Well, it's called BodySoulConnection.com. BodySoulConnection.com. It's been up for years and it looks old, but it seems to to attract people to me somehow. <laughs> and uh, then uh, again, you can just email me to either Doctor Helena Info Dr Helena Info at yahoo.com or activeail at aol.com or activeailgmail.com. You know, I have lost a lot of mail coming to me through email, particularly from the country of Finland. I don't know why that is so. So I would almost appreciate that you sent a copy when you send to activeail at gmail.com. Send a copy to Dr. Helena, info at uh, yahoo.com. Dr. Helena, info, short for information, at yahoo.com. And it has happened that I only get the one coming in from via Yahoo and not the one coming from Gmail. So I don't know what goes on. It should be better now. I changed my passcode a couple of times. But still, I am in doubt that I don't get all my emails through my official email address. So have a wonderful day and wonderful month, and I'll see you next time. Write me a little note, please, with the questions. Bye-bye. This is Helena. Bye to you.